0: You had a difficult time at one point in your life with, with addiction, and it was a struggle for you, but you're so happy about life right now. You're so excited for what's to come because you've overcame that, and you have the rest of your life ahead of you. And, if you, you, and, if you, and this is kind of what you say to yourself and to the person. If you could overcome that, then you could overcome anything. There is nothing more awesome than someone who has overcome something so difficult.
1: That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the West Coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show. That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. What's up?
2: Thank you for tuning in today. We're going to be talking with Trip Kramer. Host and creator of How to Talk to Girls podcast, also tripadvice.com and tripadvice on YouTube. First, a word from our sponsor Sober Nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction as well as to family members who were caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can be found at www.sobernation.com. Once again, that's SoberNation.com. Check it out couple things before we get into talking with Trip here about relationships about dating and sobriety you can go to that soberguide.com click on the live meetings tab and register for the next sunday morning live online meeting they're free all you do is log in you can kick back and listen you can join the conversation it's up to you you can do it from the comfort of wherever you're at which is uh, technology has really made some things like this possible I also always say it's not meant as a replacement to AA or NA or Celebrate Recovery. Uh, all it is is t- to help bridge that gap to uh, to maybe somebody who can't make a meeting or somebody who might be um, you know a little bit a little bit too too shy or too embarrassed or too shameful to go out into public. Hopefully, this helps to kind of break that ice a little bit, and eventually will lead them to getting out into the you know more to to the bigger support group. Excuse me. Um, so there's that also, um, you could subscribe on iTunes to the show. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That's really one of the best ways to support the show. It helps people find the podcast and, um, and helps people to learn about the podcast as well, uh, by your review. Uh, if you make a donation to the show, we always appreciate that everything that is donated goes back into the operation to help bring you the best recovery content Uh, Like us on facebook go to the facebook page also we've created sober guy sober girl facebook group Which is strictly a group for recovery and there's usually daily posts in there going on So if you'd like to join that you can hit us up on there and uh, request the ad and I can add you into the group It's really a great resource uh, To to become a part of and you know 24 7 you can always post something in there Ask for you know some advice a question whatever you want that's uh, Sober Guy, Sober Girl Facebook group. And uh, follow us on Twitter at 5 That Sober Guy. And uh, be sure to go to Sober Nation Sober Podcasts and check out the Share Podcast, Recovery Elevator, Wrestling with Addiction, and yours truly, That Sober Guy. We're all on the Sober Nation Podcast Recovery Network. So from tripadvice.com and the How to Talk to Girls podcast, here's Trip Kramer. All right, folks, today we're talking with Trip Kramer, who's a dating coach and creator and host of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. And you can also find his work at tripadvice.com. Uh, Trip, it's great to have you on the show today, man. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm fantastic. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Shane.
2: We're going to talk a little bit today about relationships, about dating. You're in college and you're kind of frustrated with women, um, frustrated with the dating. Uh, take us back to that um, to that point, and kind of give us a little background on how you got started in this game of becoming a dating coach and really focusing in on how to create healthy relationships
0: yeah, absolutely I mean I, it basically started off uh, when I was in my early twenties you know I struggled a lot with meeting women and learning how to talk to girls and how to get them attracted to me and I was, you know, now an adult, so to speak, and uh, just moving into my, you know, my 20s where, you know, things are not just kind of handed to you on a silver platter. And what ended up happening was I I took into my own hands to learn how to go out and meet girls on my own because I'm out of college now and it was a lot harder to do so. And I was always looking for, you know, a a solid relationship with a girl and a great girlfriend, one that I didn't want to settle for. I find that a lot of my clients kind of have the same issue. They don't want to settle for any kind of guy that's, you know, a girl, I should say, who's uh, not amazing, right? And so these guys, they don't want to settle. So I took it upon myself to put myself to my own little journey, which involved me going out for anywhere from, I don't know, two to three to four times per week for two years straight wow and going out and talking to girls and meanwhile actually doing this all completely sober because i wanted to have that natural raw confidence and not rely on drinking yeah. or drugs or anything to 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 create that confidence because i wanted to be able to meet girls whenever you know anytime i wanted yeah so it was that training that i put myself through going out approaching girls, talking to a lot of girls, doing what's called cold approach, and learning how to be confident and understand what it is that attracted women. So through that journey, I ended up seeing a lot of success, and that was in the form of dating lots of beautiful girls who I never thought I'd be able to date, uh, just meeting girls who I never thought I'd be able to meet. And then taking it to the point where I was starting to date and have the choice, really, of the kind of girls that I wanted to. Mm. And that was really powerful, and I really liked that. So that kind of led me into learning even more about dating and relationships and women and understanding psychology, social dynamics. And from there, I was so involved in it that I decided to start helping other guys. And that's when I created TripAdvice, which is my company that helps guys understand women and get more dates and find the types of girls that they're looking for and be able to s- successfully attract them.
2: Yeah, that's so awesome, bro. And um, and TripAdvice, uh, I definitely recommend checking that out to anyone listening out there going there. There's some great articles. Um, there's some great information. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, one of the things that that you had mentioned, uh, Trip, just now that kind of came came to mind for me is especially early on. Uh, I'm assuming there was there was many times where where there was some um, some rejection or some, um, you know, that that feeling of like, well, why would she want to talk to me or or, or how how would I approach this person? She's beautiful. She's looks like she's got it together. How many times did that happen, Um, you know, in in the start of doing this kind of this kind of homework? Um, and going out three to four nights a week. And how did you deal with that at first? And then moving on as you got more into it?
0: Well, I mean, in the beginning, that's all the fear, you know, was, was getting that rejection, not knowing what was going to happen. And that was, you know, really, uh, prevented me from, from doing the thing that I did in the very beginning. Right. Yeah. So, so it took me to kind of look at this more as a process rather than look at it as results, right? So instead of looking at it as like, okay, I need to like get this girl to like me, I need to get this many dates, um, you know, I need to get this girl to have sex with me, all these kind of concrete goals, I was more focused on, you know what, let me just go out and talk to girls and see what happens. I took my life as an experiment. And that's kind of how, you know, I suggest other people do it too. You know, your life is like this experiment. And you get to kind of test things out and see what happens. So you're not focused on the outcome per se. You're just focused on curiosity. What could happen if I go out and I approach 10 girls? What could happen if I end up talking to that one girl who I used to be scared of? What could happen? I have all these ideas in my mind course a lot of those are negative right focusing on (laughs) rejection or something bad that's going to happen but i don't know that for sure that's just the story that my mind is telling me what if i just went out and tried to do it what would happen and and then after whatever does happen happen whether she rejects me or accepts me not assigning a label to it right not saying Mm -hmm. oh she rejected me well I guess I was right. I am a loser. <laughs> I guess I was right. This is, you know, this is as bad as I thought it was. No, you don't put a label to it. You just do it, see what happens and and see where you can improve. Like, okay, well, I got rejected. Well, what can I do to get better at that? And here's the thing is, you're going to find that when you go out, you don't end up getting rejected as much as you think you do. And even if you do get rejected, 9 times out of 10, a tenth non-rejection puts you in such a great mood gives you so much encouragement to keep going because it's that that just proves to you that hey it's possible to do things that you never thought you could do like going up to girls and starting a conversation out of nowhere and getting them to go out with you sometime
2: yeah yeah that's that's a great point on on putting or not putting those expectations out and that's really a big um, a big part of recovery too is not having those expectations and getting ahead of ourselves, and then we're we're basically setting ourselves up for failure, just like you said. Um, when when we come out and well, I guess she didn't like me anyways, or you know whatever the situation is. Let's talk a little bit about relationships. Many of us in in the recovery community we've struggled. Um, or we're currently struggling in, in different kinds of relationships, whether it's with a, um, a spouse or a girlfriend, a boyfriend. It could even be with family. A lot of us have family issues. Um, many of us also have past unhealthy relationships that, that still affect us. And we used alcohol or drugs to cope with those kinds of situations. Um, I'm curious, what, what are some of the things that, that you did to kind of build self-esteem Um, And and how would someone in recovery that maybe has a past with unhealthy relationships, unhealthy um, um, situations in dating environments, that type of thing, um, what would be your take on on starting somewhere to build healthy relationships?
0: Well, I mean, you got to think about it this way. Logically, if you're in recovery and in your past you had unhealthy relationships – I'm going to guess most likely those unhealthy relationships stemmed from your addiction. Huh. Right. So at this point, if you're recovering, then, you know, optimistically speaking, there's no way but up from here.
2: Huh. It's a good point. Right.
0: It's like, well, yeah, your relationships will already are going to improve. You right. know, it's like you can't look back and think, like, that your relationships are going to be even close to as similar as maybe they were in the past. Because before, because before that, there was another relationship happening, and that was your relationship with drugs and alcohol. And now that's out of the way. So you can be clear and focused on providing value to a new relationship and kind of starting from scratch. God, so God. For, for the guys who have not or girls who are, you know, former addicts or in recovery, you know, at this point, you're just kind of starting over. And that's okay. I mean, some people never even start over. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people <laughs> some people who are not addicts don't take the time to say, you know what, I'm really going to focus on relationships this year. Yeah. I'm going to make 2016, 17, 18, whatever year it is, Uh, you know, into uh, a year about focusing on having how to have good relationships, you know. And in order to do that, it's going to take honesty. It's going to take communication and Mm -hmm. really showing someone, you know, who you are as a whole rather than trying to kind of hide from yourself or be something that you're not, you know. So I guess my advice for someone who who is a former addict, you know, they might have trouble kind of having that self-esteem because they're gonna be, you know, with someone who might not have been an addict, and so they're gonna to have to tell them what they've been through. But there's nothing more awesome than someone who has overcome something so difficult. You yeah, know? Yeah. That's the way I look at it, and that's the way that anyone who's listening should think about it. And that's the way that they should, uh, how do I say, communicate really yeah. with that person is that you're so proud of yourself. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the way, the way that you speak about something, uh, the way that you frame something, actually that's a better way of putting it, yeah. the way that you frame something is more powerful than anything else. You know, I could frame anything to be very positive or very negative.
2: It's right? your choice. I,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a choice. I could sit here and be like, yeah, I mean, I struggled with alcohol for 10 years and I was such an idiot and I was such a loser. I made a lot of mistakes and it was the worst years of my life. And I really hope I don't go back. This is, this is a big struggle for me. And while that may be true in a sense, you know, maybe part of it is true. Uh-huh. You know, you can also say to yourself and to maybe the person that you're dating is that, you know what? You had a, you had a difficult time at one point in your life with with addiction, and it was a struggle for you. But you're so happy about life right now. You're so excited for what's to come because you've overcame that, and you have the rest of your life ahead of you. And if you, you and if you and this is kind of what you say to yourself to the person: if you could overcome that, then you could overcome anything. And then that's going to make the other person be like, "Whoa, this person yeah. is uh, this person's powerful." You know what I mean? So it's all how you frame things, how you talk about things and, and, and bring that communication aspect and all that honesty to your new relationships. That's really going to make them thrive.
2: Yeah, dude, that that's, man, that's such on point, bro. Thank you for kind of laying that out because number one, the honesty thing is so huge. And I think that rolls back into, uh, kind of what you were talking about in going out and just trying to find out who, you know, when you're, when you're saying you go out three, four times a week. Number one, you're trying to find out who you are and kind of what, where you're at, right? And then also you're building honest relationships, not only with yourself, but the people that, that are around you um, and and just being proud. That's such a good point. And thank you for saying that because um, I think many of us feel guilt and shame you know, coming from a, a, this background of maybe we've made some bad decisions, some bad choices. Who hasn't? You know what I mean? Like whether or not you're an alcoholic or an addict, everyone in life, I don't care who you are, you've made some dumb decisions you've made some bad choices in your life but when we can look at them just kind of like you're saying and say look this is what i did i had a tough time with this you know whatever it is drinking drugs um depression sex money whatever um and here's what i you know here's how i've been able to overcome that it is so powerful and it there really is a proud feeling like i tell people this often like i'm proud to be an alcoholic. I'm proud to, to, to have gone through what I went through because I wouldn't be in the, in the spot that I'm in today, loving life if I didn't have to go through that. So, uh, thank you, man, for pointing that out. That, that really hits home with me. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the guy now who, or, or girl, there's, there's a lot of, I have a lot of female listeners as well. Um, let's talk about the person who has relied on alcohol to become this certain type of person, right? Whether they're out in a social environment, they're trying to meet somebody. How, how do we, how do you address that, that person and take alcohol out of the equation? Like you said, you went out and you did it sober because that's, that's how you wanted to, to really learn. How do we take alcohol out of that for someone who might only feel comfortable in that situation or have felt comfortable in that situation in the past?
0: Well, I'll be honest with you, it's definitely uh, quite the exercise to be able to go out sober and be able to talk to strangers and yeah. be the life of the party or, you know, <laughs> yes. I mean, do those kinds of things. It is definitely difficult, uh, but I'm proof. I am 100% proof that it is possible because I always relied on alcohol to, I, I, even alcohol barely helped me, you mm-hmm. know have that liquid courage to be able to go up to girls and and talk to them. So I was really struggling when I first started, when I was going out not drinking at all, right? That was definitely a big struggle for me because you are trying to find this new person. But what's cool is you start to discover this like real you because you're not the real you when you're intoxicated. You're somebody else. That's not, that's not the real you. That's, that's something that's created because you're, you know, you've, Temporarily, so to speak, poison your your brain with uh, with this alcohol substance. Yeah, yeah. It's not the real you. So think about it. It's actually a really fun discovery to see who the real you is in these situations. And you're not going to like it at first. You're really actually probably going to hate it. And just saying that to you, hopefully, you know, you can understand that. That's going to be part of it. You're not going to like it. You might even potentially have a lower self-esteem because you're going to be going through this process of talking to people and being you and trying to feel comfortable. And you're not going to be doing that great. But with anything, it just takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah, the first time that you go out and you're not drinking and you walk into a bar or club, you're going to feel super weird, out of place, Like, what am I doing here? I need to go home immediately, type of feeling. But the more and more and more you do it, our bodies, our minds are so amazing at adapting to situations that happen over and over again. Right. It's like the same thing with like shooting a basketball. Maybe you've never shot a basketball in your entire life. Holding a ball, throwing it in the air, trying to get it into this net, it's going to be very, very strange for you. But what happens when you try to shoot this basketball over and over and over and over and over again. You get used to it. It becomes second nature. And then you end up actually starting to make shots. And then making shots becomes second nature. And if you do that enough over the course of however many years, you might even be good enough to play in the NBA. That's an extreme situation. But my point is is that we are very good at training ourselves to overcome obstacles like this. Like It's not very difficult to take a ball and put it in the hole after doing it after a long time. It's yeah. really not. Same thing with going out sober. It is not very difficult. People don't understand that, and that's okay. I didn't know that either. But it's not difficult to be able to start to feel comfortable and feel more like yourself in those types of situations after you do it over and over and over and over again. So, I mean, listen, I'm in an extreme case. I did go out a lot. You know, (laughs) Not everyone is going to want to do that, and that's okay. Yeah but the reality is is that the more you do put yourself in those uncomfortable situations the more comfortable you'll end up feeling and now i can go literally anywhere sober or not and it's it's fine like yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. you know i can i can go anywhere under the most extreme conditions where like you think you need to be drinking and it's just it doesn't phase me like oh i should be drunk right now right like yeah. it's just whatever it doesn't matter anymore So it's all about being able to kind of force yourself through this really uncomfortable period that eventually you'll start to get used to it. And then all of a sudden your self-esteem starts to grow incredibly because then you start to think, and I say this in the nicest way possible, I really do, but I'm just telling you kind of what happened to me, uh, is that I started to feel kind of like above people. And at this point, I don't, I've worked my way out of that, you know, and not judging other people. But you start to feel kind of good that you're like, oh, look at me. I'm the man. I can go to in this bar. I can drink water and be the life of the party, and I don't have to be this this drunk guy in the corner. Yeah, you know. So yeah. you start to feel really good about yourself in that way. It's uh, it's an interesting process, but it's definitely worth it.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the sense of freedom and being able to um, to not have to use that alcohol, you know, as a crutch so much to to loosen up. How to talk to girls podcast. Um it's a great it's a great show. I saw that you just hit your 100th episode as well, so congrats on that.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, I was really excited about it. I never thought I'd get that far.
2: I know, man. And it comes fast though, too, huh? It's just like all of a sudden, I th- I think we're up in our in the in the low or high 70s, low 80s and it, it just like doesn't seem like that long ago, you know? But uh what are what are a couple good good episodes, maybe a couple of your favorite episodes that you th- that you think would would really benefit uh someone out there listening who who might want to um you know dive a little bit deeper into the the dating world oh um gosh i know it's hard to remember too because after a hundred of them they start to uh
0: (laughs) yeah i need to i'm gonna go into itunes right now because i need a i need a refresher (laughs) all right man. there's just so many i mean hey listen go listen to our pod our episode is awesome yeah that's true there you go there's one right there go to the one with uh with Shane and I, we talked about, um, oh, man, a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, I but you know what? I mean, he, he, here's the thing. It depends what you want to learn because I could tell you what, what episodes were great. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at some episodes right now and I'm thinking, like, oh, I could I could say this one. I could say this one. I mean, it depends because I talk about every different aspect
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Of, of meeting and attracting women. So if you're a guy who's, who wants to learn more about what it's going to take to Talk to girls and meet more women. Well, I mean, here you go. This is uh, th- I've got everything here. You know, attracting girls on Halloween. How to be more masculine. How to dress sexy. Um, you know, having two girlfriends at once. Keeping a conversation interesting. Everyone's going to be at different places. I suggest you go to iTunes. Go to yeah. the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Look through all of them and find out what's best for you. That's what I do personally with podcasts. I yeah. I rarely am like such a super fan of one person that I listen to every single one. I, I just kind of like to pick out what kind of hits me the most. So, uh, I have a lot of interviews too. So like about maybe 40% of my stuff is interviews like I did with you and other dating coaches and, um, a couple of models and things like that. So yeah, anything you want to know, it's here and I put an episode every week. So
2: yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. There, there is. There's some, I'm looking at some of them right now. Um, the one we did was two, was actually episode 95, which was, that was a great episode, man. I had a good time coming on. So thanks again for having me uh, on the yeah, show. Yeah, For sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at one thing here and this, this may be a good question. Um, kind of a spur of the moment question for you. How do you deal with pornography and, and dating? I don't, I don't even know how to intertwine the two right now, but let's face it. A lot of guys look at porn, right? I mean, um, it's a very common thing and and it's also something that not a lot of guys like to talk about. Um, you know, there's different aspects of it. Some people, they use it as, um, as, as a supplement maybe because they, they can't, maybe they're afraid to go out or whatever, how, what do you, what do you tell, do you have any advice on that? Or do you talk to guys about that in, um, you know, when you coach them, is there any info on that you could share?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I do actually have a, a few episodes of my podcast, uh, that does talk about that, but basically I'll say, you know what, at the end of the day, it's totally normal to look at it. It just hopefully, It doesn't become an addiction on its own. Yeah. You know, if you find that you are looking at it in place of um, dealing with stressful situations or you're looking at it so you don't have to go out and meet girls and you just become in a relationship with, you know, the porn that's on your screen and on your computer rather than an actual woman, that's when it gets to that problem. So anytime you're using it as a crutch, at that point, and you know that you're kind of avoiding things. That's when you know that it can be an issue. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. when you got to start maybe seeking help for it, or not even. Sometimes it's an issue, but it's something you can you need to see, you know, a doctor for, or anything like that, or go to therapy for. You know, sometimes I think it's better just to not try not to do it as much, just try to, if you can, try to, you know, knock about. Half the times you do it off of the week. If you're doing it every day, yeah. you can do it every other day, something like that. And just as an experiment, like I said earlier, see how that affects you. See what that does for you. You know, a lot of guys end up getting their sex drive back after they've stopped looking at it for so long. And with their new sex drive, they're more eager to go out and meet girls or even get back into their sexual relationship with their girlfriend or wife. You know, so it all depends. But I've definitely, I've definitely found that a lot of guys end up using it a lot, even when they're in relationships. And, and then I, I, I had a buddy who told me, like, yeah, sex life isn't that good anymore. I'm like, huh, how often are you masturbating? He's like, uh. And he told me, like, I don't remember what the number was, but it seemed like quite a bit. <laughs> you know, like, quite a bit for, like, a guy who's, like, married. Yeah. Like, I'm like, let me, let me give you a, let me give you a <laughs> little test here. I'm like, do do this for me. I'm like, take one week off. Just one week. When's the last time you did that? He's like, oh, probably not a long time. I'm like, all right, take a week off, see what that does. Just treat it as a little contest for yourself, a little goal. Don't do it for a week. Don't look at porn and then see what that does. And just that alone, he comes back to me and goes, oh, yeah, I never told you. He goes, that little tip really worked a lot. I'm like, how so? He said, well, I got more excited to have sex with my wife and then the sex was better. I'm like, look at that. There you go. You know what I mean? A lot of guys are just so not aware of it and they're so unconscious that that, that's happening or that that's an effect on that, that they don't realize that if you just kind of slow that down, all of a sudden, it's going to be so much more exciting to do it with the person you're with. And that's not easy, by the way, because a lot of guys are somewhat addicted to it. You know, even on a small level, they get really excited to do it. You know, it's a lot easier. Let's be honest. a lot easier to do that and do it with that, you know, girlfriend or wife of yours that you've been doing it with for so many years. But you'd be surprised how much your body is going to crave it even more with the actual person when you stop doing it with a computer. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's so interesting, man. And I think it is. It's almost like an like an autopilot type of thing. Um, you know, like you're saying it's um, we don't consciously think about it. It just it can become routine. And like, for me, one of the things that I struggle with, um, in, in, in my faith, you know, and my relationship with God and and my higher power is, um, you know, that, that spiritual side of it, you know? And so that's kind of a battle for me where I'm at right now. And it's funny, this comes up, my wife and I were, we're doing right now the seven day sex challenge, right? And I think we're in like, yeah, dude, it's so cool, man. And it's really just in, just in the matter of a couple days, um, we we're both seeing some some kind of amazing things that that are starting to kind of take shape in our relationship just the communication and uh, i think we're i think we're on day 4 right now you know and it's just it really is making a difference you know putting that effort in and and so um it, it's it's pretty cool to see and there's definitely more of a connection in the relationship when um when the physical part is kind of on on both sides cuz let's face it i mean for a lot of us out there that are maybe were you know, that are married. It's, it's tough with like with kids and, and jobs and all that stuff. Like sometimes sex gets pushed to the back of, um, of the list, you know what I mean? With time purposes and stuff. So, um, to really stay conscious in that and, uh, and, and approach it from, from more of a, um, an intentional level, I guess, um, has, has really helped out, helped out a lot.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. It, it helps out a ton. And, And it's, you know, second, you put a little thought into something, it's crazy how much things like that can really work.
2: Yep. So let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this up, man. I really appreciate you coming on today. If you can give us one, one final thought, man, one final takeaway for anybody out there listening, that's, you know, maybe they're struggling and getting out there trying to meet somebody. Uh, they really want to form a long, you know, a long-term relationship. Maybe they just want to have a little bit of fun and, and meet some people. Uh, what can you, what can you tell them?
0: yeah, I mean, listen, I think you gotta know the facts of of trying to do something like this and and get a good relationship is that it's gonna take work and it's difficult. And if you are uh, you know a recovering addict and you're listening to this, you know hard work is something that you know a lot of. so this is not gonna be new to you, uh, but it's fun, and you just gotta go into this kind of looking at it as, you know, hey, this is something I got to put a little bit of effort into to find something that's awesome because it takes a little bit of work to push yourself, to put yourself out there and to create a great relationship. And a lot of people don't see it as work. They think it should come easy and and it should just happen and love at first sight and everything should just be smooth sailing. And that's not the case. And I don't say that in a way where I'm, I'm trying to be push anyone away from it or say it, yeah. or say it negatively. I just say it more in a positive We're Like, hey, you know, it's going to take a little work. But, but since you know that, well, now you know that you got to put more effort into it. You're not even that much, just a little bit. And even that little bit goes a long way to helping you find a really great partner. Because people don't really know that. They think it's easy. They go into it with a little bit of a lazy mindset. And then with that, they end up, well, I mean, a million things breaking up, getting a divorce, settling, you know, finding someone that's not perfect for them and that just causes more stress. So why not put a little bit of hard work into it now? Focus on creating some goals for yourself in terms of what you want out of a relationship and what you want out of your out of your love life and sex life and once you kind of have those in mind, put a little effort into it and you'll you'll see a lot of results. Just be more conscious and aware of it and thinking about it as something that that you need to put a little bit of effort into, and the results just start to roll in. It's pretty great.
2: I know your coaching program has helped many men out there. Uh, I've read some of the reviews, there's great reviews about it. It's at tripadvice.com. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you, Trip, uh, where could they find you at? Any more information? Do you have any events coming up or uh, anything else you'd like to get out there?
0: Yeah, listen, just go to tripadvice.com if you want to learn more about attracting girls if you're a guy and you want to learn more about how to get a girlfriend and things like that just go to tripadvice.com i i give away a, a free gift called 10 simple and unknown dating tips to increase attraction and you can get that for free check that out you can see how i give advice and the stuff that can really help you succeed in your dating life and and then check out the website there's lots of great stuff on there there's blogs there's my YouTube channel that has over a hundred, two hundred videos on there. So a lot of great stuff that you can use to start getting results in your
2: dating life. Tripp, thank you so much, man, for joining the show, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com contact shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com and leave us a five-star rating on itunes peace love respect keep your blood clean